Last week on Wondering Monster, Fastiness poisoned the local well water of Bastion with a mountain of the addictive and supernatural drug known as Ash. His plan to bring chaos to the fore was a success. The island of Bastion tore itself apart. Making their escape to their dinghy, Ralph was ripped apart by the ash-filled corpse of a former friend, and Glowbones, the luminescent bartender, joined the crew. The party, guided by visions of Basaton, rode for the island of Dreadwater, where the very jungle attempted to devour the crew. Escaping with their lives, they discovered a hidden and dilapidated temple to an unknown god. Sending their loyal pets, Island K and Steamboat Willie, in to investigate, the animals were swallowed by darkness, leaving the crew no choice but to delve in after. What horrors await in the silent and shadowy crypt? Find out now on Wondering Monster. Roll initiative! So we find ourselves at the edge of this plaza in the middle of this jungle and red water. Surrounding you on all sides is this very thick primordial growth. As you get closer to the temple, you've kind of entered into this like bubble of silence in which all of these sounds, the riots of all of the nocturnal creatures, the strange fauna and flora constantly battling it out is subdued, and there's this quiet hush on everything. It's that sense of quietude that is just wrong in itself that makes your hackles raise the goose flesh spreads over your across your body and you had sent in your two loyal pet companions into the temple to kind of give a little bit of a scout to see if it's safe for you to adventure and they haven't returned mm. things feel a little bit on the knife edge just a lot of tension in general that same type of unease that you have when you have a really bad head cold and not being able to hear things is kind of makes you irritable and uncomfortable and always feeling like you're very vulnerable that's what you have when you're staring at this gaping mouth of the entrance to this stone edifice the outside of it is very worn there are cannon blasts and gunshot pocked along the outside defacing what probably at what point were very ornate carvings further worn down just by tempestuous weather and other things but it's this almost feeling like you are entering inside of like a sleeping beast before you enter into this temple how long do you wait for your companions to come back or do you just wait a few minutes and then go in when they don't return to you immediately burnout I think it is pacing he is so nervous yeah, I, I don't think we'd wait too long. Those are two beloved members of our crew, you know. A monkey and a parrot are crew members on a pirate vessel. Mm -hmm. Friends, I think we done fucked up by sending our little mates in there. Shall we, um, shall we rectify our mistake and make haste into the darkness? Yeah, we we need to go. I m monkey, I this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> it's, it's what they would have wanted. Glowbones burnout. You lead the way. All right, burnout pulls out his saber and uh do you want your machete back now that we're here? Cuz I still yes, have it. Please. All right. Should One machete for you. <laughs> I Maybe assume we should go back to Maybe. 
I don't know no, if we have the tender. spell or enough ash to make him grow another arm. Ian, uh, does oh, Gobo oh, have his own gear? But you really didn't give him a lot of time to pick up any gear when you fled from the ash hole. So he was basically, all he has on him is his very gross apron that is perpetually like phlegm and ash stained uh now if other things from your flight from the tunnel and then uh battle in the jungle so he looks at you and he goes if you expect me to go in there you best fucking give me a weapon <laughs> i hand the fishing rod i was gonna say i have a shovel i've been trying to hit Pawn off on somebody. Don't be, don't be silly. Uh, I, I handed my machete. machete. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. there's an extra machete. Yeah, no, I absolutely he, give him my machete. He, no, he no pats pulse. you on the uh, the arm and it makes a hearty slapping sound, which is weird because there's this pocket of silence. He looks at your shoulder and goes, "Well, if uh, we were back at the Ashel, I would, I would definitely give you a, a round on the house, but um, I guess I'll be in your debt." And he takes the machete and just tests the edge of it on the side of his apron. Takes a lot of crust as he goes, and he looks at the edge, and he goes, I, that'll rightly do. I burn out. Um, I'll let you take points so you can get your monkey back, but I'll be right behind you. Okay, right. All right, so burnout. Well, yeah, I'll be right behind those two since I've got a projectile weapon, a ranged weapon. Burnout does the sneakiest cartoonish tiptoes that one can do. Where telephone noise. Yeah. Yeah. He he's he's scurrying up to the, the entrance and he's kind of like peeking his head around to have a, Spike. a look. Uh, Spike Death Turtle. You watch the entrance. Make sure nothing tries to sneak up on us, yeah. Absolutely. Does he have a gun? Uh no, you do, but Death Turtle has spells. Okay. Um, and I'll stand in the doorway. <laughs> nothing, nothing will get past me. <laughs> All right, then I will take my gun and go with the other ones. Nothing gets past you, John. <laughs> Burnout. As you poke your head in this into the entrance way, the light from glow bones spills into the space, punctuating what would otherwise be abject gloom. And through the kind of his shifting luminous light, you can faintly make out the like a small antechamber, the center of which is dominated by a low, round-lipped pool of some kind. To the side, you see that there is a skeleton that is draped across the side of the edge with its arm in the water. Most of its clothing has rotted away, and its skull is turned away from you. Beyond so it, on the other side of this chamber, you see that there is a doorway, uh, or I guess a passageway leading deeper into the temple. As soon as we're like the the front two and then me right behind them are in the chamber i point to the liquid in the depression and go don't drink that i mean i figure the skeleton with its hand in the water is a sign that it's probably not not good to drink that are you using any other light source beyond the very dim light of glow bones mm, i don't think i have a i don't think i have one packed have anything yeah, yeah, I think we just mm -hmm. have a glow bones. Um, yep. Fishing rods don't emit light. 
um monkey not with me that's that a standard help. issue glow bones uh i've got a bucket um unless i have a it's bunch of glow worms in said bucket doesn't help yeah i got nothing um let's see that's heavier than a standard weight glow bones just to let you know true um i mean i i guess we could improvise a torch but because I mean, I have like a yeah, you got... fairly empty satchel I could rip up or whatever. We have a shovel. Do you still have some rum on you that we could like wrap around some fabric on a stick? I well, think how I bright do. is Glowbones? Well, he's wearing his apron and his shirt, so he will strip off his apron and goes, "Well, if you want to soak this in rum and wrap it around a torch, have <laughs> <laughs> it." Also, if we the apron, does it then the glow more? Of... He, he does a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Can is I have a uh, question for you, or is Ian? He just topless now? Uh, I have a maybe more important question. How flammable is ash? It's yet. bone material, so it is not flammable. Okay, lovely. I just remember you saying his apron was stained with ash and, and phlegm. I was phlegm. like, I don't... I don't want to create a meth explosion. <laughs> if you are uh, wrapping it around something, there's definitely a crunch and crinkling sound that the apron makes as it breaks a lot of those crust layers. <laughs> it's odd what sounds punctuate this weird silence. You, you can't hear your own breath, but you can hear your heartbeat. You really have a hard time hearing each other. Um, so it's a it's this odd thing where it's almost like something is picking and choosing what sounds to omit and what to amplify. So so we are trying the the apron stick plus rum to equal torch. Sure. Yeah. Let's okay. Once once we do uh, that, I would like to investigate for signs of monkey and or parrot. So there's a a muted whomph as your torch lights up. You can see that's crackling, but you can't hear the crackles. Along the walls, you can see that there are chiseled murals. You see scenes that look like people, like processions of ornately garbed people. You see sacrifices being led bound hand and foot or sometimes carried across the pole other things as if these figures are marching down this corridor in front of you if you look at the floor you see that there are signs of a very old scuffle um you see there's miscellaneous bone and body fragments that are petrified along the floor the pool itself is very a brackish dark and kind of foul but you're not seeing anything immediately it says monkey or or parrot except looks like at the very edge of your torchlight through this corridor you think you see one of the feathers what color was uh, uh, is violent k primarily uh violent k is a gray mccall Gray. Okay. You he see a one, like the giant gray gray birds. Mm -hmm. uh, he does have uh, colorful splashes on his face that look like clown makeup. Because <laughs> I'm keeping this show going, baby. <laughs> I'm proud of you. 
commit to commit the bit. To the bit. <laughs> so so we found one feather near a path. Yes. Well, so you're in a it, yeah. a square antechamber yeah. and the opposite side of it is a corridor that leads deeper into the temple. All right. I, I would make my way towards the feather, pick it up, and continue down that, that direction. As you pick up the feather, roll me a presence check. Okay. I did that. I rolled that. Let's move on. <laughs> you know, it's helpful if you people just tell me the numbers that you roll. <laughs> Three with no modifier. Okay. Great. Mm, not good. Um, so you don't notice anything obvious. The difficulty in perception is kind of almost like this place is kind of warping your senses. It makes it hard for you to kind of get your bearings and you feel like you're getting a bit of a headache. Um, are you holding the torch burnout? I imagined Glowbones was holding it because that's his job, his lantern. It's true. But that is going to override his glowing, but... Yeah, that seems like a waste here. of a resource. Let's let's say Burnout's holding it for now. All right, fine. I'll hold the torch. Well, you're in front. In front and have a sword. Because we all know <laughs> that I'm the leader because I'm up front and not John's character who's been telling us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> that all checks out with me. <laughs> So as you continue going through this corridor, it opens into a large vaulted space. You can see that this is almost cathedral-esque in size, seemingly almost larger on the inside than it seemed from the outside at first. You're to your left and right in this large rectangular space, you see that there are piles of bones, intact skeletons layered upon each other. You see that there is a mishmash between people who look like even though their clothing is very rotted in way and just falling apart, clearly look to be like some form of pirate. There's some moldering tricorn caps. You see some of those leather chaps, boots, other things, rusted pistols and uh, sabers and other things. And inner space amongst them are people who are wearing things almost look like sack cloth, like temple acolytes. At the far end of the space, you see that there are tiered steps that are raised up towards a platform where you see an altar standing. The back of the wall itself is a massive fresco of, and it's hard to tell with the, the light from here because the far end of the sh uh, chamber is recessed in shadow, but it seems to be a looming creature of some kind. On that platform on the back, you see that there is a statue that is holding a rod of some type with like a maybe some type of emerald or a green stone of some kind that catches a bit of your light behind him and the other details are completely covered in shadow 
shiny. Yeah, I mean, we're getting that that thing, right? Yeah, I'm sure. So. Yeah. I'm sure there won't be any consequences to it. What could possibly happen? I mean, it's just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, there's piles and piles and piles. And there's so many bodies around here. But, I mean, it could, they couldn't possibly be going for that right. one. Be a sign. There. there would be a sign if it was dangerous. I'd like to right? see if there's any bones that are parrot or monkey-shaped. Not that I'm on a one-track mission. Are the rest of you advancing into the large chamber as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, although I'm hanging back a little bit since I have, I think, 30 feet of range or so. So with the musket that I've got. I'd like to think I'm a little more centrally located because I'm small and squishy and I, I'd rather have people around me to take the <laughs> damage. I think I'm that a drunk turtle, idiot the I'm walking in. <laughs> That turtle and uh, fast are not inside. Burnout, as Globons walks up with you and you advance further into this space, your torchlight starts to extend towards, it almost covers the far end of, of the uh, chamber as well, the more you enter into this space. And you can see that that statue holding that staff isn't a statue, but it is a broad-shouldered skeleton holding in still dressed in regal priestly uniform. It is moth-eaten, it is slotted and falling apart, but it does nothing to take away from the noble aspect of this figure, who just seems to be just dripping with power. As you look upon him, you see that his empty eye sockets begin to glow with this baleful light. And you see that behind him, uh, there's an open doorway to a space beyond. Behind him, four cultists or at least uh, people that you see in also ornate robes, like skeletons, are behind him. And he, although you can't hear from this distance, raises his staff and begins to, like, you guess, speak words. You see his jaw moving, and you see, in, or instead of hearing sounds, you see little motes and wisps of light beginning to pour out of his mouth. That would make sense because of his lack of lungs. He can't talk. Light emissions <laughs> clearly the only way he can communicate. Do I ask him Shock. if he knows where my monkey is? Or do I run? <laughs> this is the internal monologue of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we've also got a guy here who glows. That doesn't inherently mean that just because he's emitted light, like that he's bad. We should hear him out. See what he. That's that <laughs> is true. Um, partially cover the torch. Left hand. Try to send a signal. Let's see if his uh, religious ideas intrigue us. Yeah, <laughs> he might be a fellow follower. We don't know. Yeah. Praise Basatan. Praise yeah. Basatan. Praise Attempting to initiate a communication, or what are you doing? Yeah, I take the torch and I go bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> so as you stand there, that 
that light begins to pour and churn out of his mouth like smoke and it begins to spread out like fan out he is at the top of this platform and it looks down uh, at the rest of this space and it kind of wafts and gents and like gently begins to split into almost like snake-like tendrils. And you see that they are heading towards the two piles of skeleton on either side of the, um, inter- like the, the corners of this space. As he is kind of weaving this with his, his, his well, you're assuming enchanting, um, the cultists behind him part ways as a excessively large, grotesque skeleton comes out of the door behind him. This is almost as if a there's a eight to ten foot giant of a man just reduced to a skeleton um, folds himself out of the space and just silently stares, watching this scene unfold. So they don't reply with the same pattern I did. Mm. Nope. Mm. Not gonna lie, this is pretty cool. Like I've I've definitely am into fighting skeletons because you know, when I was a kid, all those uh Harryhausen movies, mm-hmm. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad and all that stuff. Jason the Argonauts. Yeah. So how much would it mess you up if it actually just puts on a show with those skeletons? Yeah, can they play the xylophone on their own rib cages? Like kicking their legs. Like rockets. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want to pick a fight with a skeleton army by myself. Oh no, I'm I'm no, all in. I am all in to fighting the all with you on this one, I think. Except maybe whatever his name is. As those uh, wisps of light begin to get closer to you as they begin to worm and snake their ways towards those piles of skeletons, you begin to hear this very strange old tongue, a language that you don't recognize that is rhythmic and is dripping with animosity. It almost sounds like countless drums beating. It is the sound of hearts being ripped from chests. It is the sound of gurgling, dying gasps. And those wisps go into skeletons, raising them out of the pile. There is all of a sudden a pop of sound as if air pressure has been released in this space. And you can hear almost excessively loud the clattering of bones as you three see three skeletons on either side of you from these piles erupt four. They are uh, various pirate garbed. They seem as if they've been kind of pulled up almost like a marionette and their bones clatter together as they reform into their original configuration. They instinctively reach for weapons, um, some that are still attached to their sides, some that are currently missing or defunct, but they begin to advance towards you. So we are, uh, who wants to roll for initiative? I mean, I'm up front, so... Come on, don't be a three again. Nine. Are you rolling a d6? No, I am not rolling a d6. (laughs) I made a boo-boo. Hey, John, you're going to edit stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You you can always use your devil's luck, remember? Yeah, let's use my devil's luck, okay? (laughs) 
Cool. Uh, do I still have my one from last time, or did it go back up to two because we're in a new session, or because we're still continuing? You, I always just I always just have people roll double luck beginning the session because that gives you a little bit of extra padding. Although devil's luck is uh, you just either be re-rolling that die, um, and the other modifiers wouldn't apply to the initiative die. Okay, so re-rolling initial the initiative, it's the exact same one I rolled the last time. Never mind. Is that a one? That is a one. So Sick. as you are, that's the one twice. Of... That's meant to be one. Mm -hmm. You know that this is a space you're not supposed to be in. That this is not a space for outsiders. That you have already kind of willingly known that you have been walking into your own doom here and defiling a place that has already been defiled by those before you who are now raising swords and arms against you. Uh, you definitely feel your blood chill as you realize what a terrible mistake you have made for you and your monkey. You watch these skeletons in horror as they rise and leap at you with almost supernatural speed. So each of you are going to be getting your own personal skeleton with one left over. Uh, so Burnout, you're going to be getting the two since you're holding the torch and also we're making the largest ruckus. So you see that there is a skeleton who looks like the center of his ribs were broken out by a large... I guess some type of blow, but the rest of them seems very well formed. He pulls out a cutlass and he charges out at you. you. Even in his deathly state, he attempts to speak some type of terrible oaths of vengeance. But again, as you astutely pointed out, not having lungs, all he does is rattle his teeth, knocking several out in the process. Uh, roll your defense. We aren't friends today. That's uh, a nine. <laughs> you are just feel that doom intensifying even more, locking all of your muscles together. Your flight or uh, flight breaks down and you freeze. You feel the bite of this sword slash into your skin. Oh, that's not good at all. Um, that is are you wearing armor right now yeah all right uh, i've got uh the spanish armor that all the cool kids have in this game <laughs> uh weapon clothing uh is it not a right. yeah yeah there it is uh guns quesador's armor my d6 oh. minus d6 damage okay well that's great uh so he slashes at you for six points of damage. Ooh. So you need to roll your d6 to see how much you soak. Five. All, All right. right. So you feel just a kiss of this as it cuts through your armor like a can opener. And you feel that your uh, the wound on your chest is already beginning to burn and itch. Another one of these skeletons leaps out at you, and he is holding a rapier that is slightly bent, but he stabs out at you anyways, going in for the can-opened hole in your chest. Roll defense. Come on, good dice. Oh, they're doing two-on-one on, on Pashki. Twelve. Mm -hmm. You... That bite of the sword brings you back to focus and you dodge out of the way. 
Next, uh, I'm going to be doing this as kind of a, a visual since our format is a little different. It's going to be going, um, oh, well, when, when it's your turn, it's going to be um, Burnout. Then it's going to be Death Turtle, followed by Fastenus, then Spike, and then Hornswoggle in rear. Uh, I'll You're do right your on. skeleton attacks in that order as well. So Death Turtle... Mm-hmm. You see this skeleton clamor to life. It looks like one of his legs is missing and has been replaced with another arm, but he still holds himself upright and he pulls out a pretty nasty looking rusted dagger. He jumps out at you with like an oddly off kilter um, leap and slashes Ooh, down no. at you. All right. Um, I'm going to try to get out of the way. Oh, ooh, that's a natural 20. All right. So that means I have an attack on him? Yep. Um, so when you have your defense, you are able to... Um, uh, you can make a retaliatory attack. Okay. Um, I don't. I never said I had anything in hand, so I'm probably just going to try to push him out of the way. All right. Make me a strength check. Okay. Uh, that's a 14 and minus one, that's 13. So he trips because he's off balance a little bit anyways, and he over lunges. You shove him tumbling, clattering back into the pile where he is caught up in the limbs of all of his undead brethren. Oh, right. Um, Fastness. You see a skeleton pull a rusted... No, Not unless they came to the entrance. Oh, you're all the way. So I think I meant the entrance yeah, of the no, temple. I'm, the entrance guard, I'm literally guarding the entrance of the temple. Oh, great. Then that means that someone else that's in this space also gets more skeletons. Uh, who and else? Is... I just want a quick, quick question, Ian. Uh, yeah. It is important. Uh, I can't hear any of this, can I? <laughs> nope. And uh, globe, unless Globone stuck back with you, you're not going to be able to really see that well into that space. Just you're going to see some. <laughs> Like, you're not going to get a clear picture of what's happening other than lots of rapid movement and uh, such. Okay. So yeah. you so are... Yeah, I, don't, I don't hear or see shit. I am, I am <laughs> humming and peeling an apple. That oh, sounds no, perfect. No. To clarify, is somebody are. else at the entrance as well, or is it just you, Fastenus? Uh, I had told... Uh, uh, I had told Spike and Death Turtle to wait at the entrance with me, but they uh, they both went in, so I believe it's just me. Okay. Then well, Clobones. I'm afraid of the dark, so... <laughs> Clobones uh, is holding his machete ready, and you see a skeleton uh, leap from that pile. He instinctively reaches for a pistol. You see him click... It doesn't work. He throws it to the ground and instead pulls out a dagger and throws it at Glowbones. Someone roll me d20 for Glowbones. Why don't you roll it? Well, because <laughs> I think it's more fun when you kill a player or one of your beloved NPCs. I'll do it. Okay. R.I.P. Glowbones. Yeah, for Hardly real. Knew that's a 10. I don't know what his modifier is. They're are, not, but... see, NPCs are not modified, so 
uh, this dagger hits him square in the chest um, and it's like sinks into his form. You can actually see where the dagger goes in his bones. It, it lodges just below the shoulder here and you can just see it almost looks like it's like like it bleeds out. It's like a dark cloud that spreads within his body. He doubles over, uh, but he uh, is not down for the count. He pulls the dagger out and holds it with his machete uh, and turns to face the skeleton. Uh, next in uh, attack initiative would be uh, Spike. A skeleton rushes towards you with a club. Roll your defense. Okay. Should give him a upgrade just right. Four. Four. The skeleton takes this and slams it right into your gut, doubling you over. You can hear the whoomp sound of all the of all of your like the contents from your lungs being expelled. And that is four points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. You have armor to soak that? I do. I also have the conquistador armor. That's right. Yeah, D6. Five. Right, so it clangs loudly and this puts a dent in your nice armor. That leaves two more skeletons. All right. Uh, Hornswoggle, you see a skeleton throw himself at you. He has a dagger between his teeth and he has a very chipped cutlass. Okay. On your defense. All righty. Fourteen. Uh, do I modify that? Let's see. Nope. You are able to move out of the way. Your flesh and blood is faster than the dry bones in front of you. All right. Okay. Um, I am going to counterattack with my uh, rapier. Um, so let's see how that goes. Attack roll. <laughs> 11 uh my oh, that's a 10 i probably didn't hit with that did i nope you is as you block his attack he swings in and reflects your blow in turn you see the priest from on top of his uh, dais uh, looks at all of you, sees the skeletons rising, knocks his staff against the floor, and then just very slowly retreats into the doorframe. The four the four cultists uh, skeletons file in behind him. Where are those chicken shits going? You, uh, as they are going inside of that space, you're um, now you can hear again. You hear the sounds of a frantic monkey and parrot screaming. You think you might see something that looks like a small cage. And as they go into that space, the hulking large skeleton slides a large stone slab that fits into the recess, sealing them behind. 
uh, top of the initiative is burnout. You heard your monkey in distress going inside a sealed part of the temple. You have two skeletons. Like a plus two modifier on his Yeah, he he goes berserker mode now. Yeah. Can I? I know I'm not playing a barbarian class, um, but I am playing a brute. Do can I? Can I go into a rage? Can can I want to like just run that way? But I'm I'm being attacked by two skeletons. Uh, if you want to have a bonus for that, you are welcome to. The challenge is, if your monkey dies, it means that you're going to have an equally bad penalty. I can't let my monkey die. <laughs> like if if well, you've got skin in the game, then unlike these dumbass skeletons. I, because uh, they're skeletons. <laughs> uh, if I let the monkey die, then I can't dryer lint Ian's house. This is well played, sir. <laughs> all right, all right. So I, I want to make a beeline for the monkey. I want to ignore the potential damage I may take. I want to, if if I have to like. They're skeletons. They're light. I could plow through them and knock them apart. I've played video games before. Get that all ashed up. No, I will get uh, you. Are you, you going to bust through the stone slab like the Kool Aid Man afterward? Oh yeah! <laughs> if you want, I will give you plus two to your strength for this encounter and minus two to your agility. Mm. Oh. What were no. you doing with that agility anyway? Nothing. Yeah. Except for that one okay. time I used in the first session of this <laughs> campaign. Uh, Devil's bargain has been struck. You all heard it. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's an additional plus two to my strength and a minus two to my agility. That is now noted. So my agility is now a minus one and my strength is plus three. I'm okay with this devil's bargain. All right. So what? Do, what I'm rolling strength, right? To I'm going to have you roll strength to push these skeletons aside so you can beeline towards the the altar all right um so i rolled a 15 to go up to the skeletons and pro wrestler style grab their skulls bash them together and then throw them aside and go all right so you are able to push them aside for this turn and have them be someone else in your party's problem as you charge towards the stairs I'll let you do a full round movement on top of that. So as you start to run towards the foot of the stairs, you see that these stairs run up to a platform where there is an altar. From here, the altar looks very strange. It's circular, almost like a basin. And behind it, you see that there is a small, like a like a podium or a little pillar that looks like it's meant to hold something. Uh, you know, I'll let you get up to the top of the, the stairs. Why not? I'm um, feeling generous. You Thank see you. that this altar almost itself looks like a well. It is a black pit. It has a thick lip around the edges to set bodies or people. It is deeply stained, and there is a foul, cold wind that comes up from this uh, altar well, if you want to say it for lack of better words. It is briny, it is rotting, and it also gives you that feeling of doom. The really 
excessively large brute of a skeleton stands in front of the door. You can see that it it uh, some of the bones across it almost look like it's etched, almost like runes or glyphs or something ceremonial about it. And you also see that it um, carries a very large cudgel. Oops. So we'll see what happens uh, when it's its turn. Jeff Turtle, you're on deck. All right. Seeing uh, Burnout make a mad dash for where the his uh, his little friend was, and seeing the large burly skeleton in front, can I? spiritually possess said large skeleton to open that passageway so we can get that monkey back and get out of here we're going to do it the same way that we have been uh rolling that that if you're passing in that direction it's going to be 50 50 if it's uh going to be burnout or the giant skeleton and i forgot that you had that ability so me might just be nerfing my giant skeleton all right, make the roll. All right, so 50-50? Come on. All right, I'm going to do odds and evens. Odds, uh, skeleton, even, burnout. Does that sound all right to you? Sure. That sounds right. Odd, it's a one, so it's a uh, skeleton. Dang. You're driving that skeleton. Dang. Mm-hmm. So would you possess it? Um, you feel an ancient coldness kind of sink into your arms as you command it. It's like the first time that you have spiritually possessed a creature and you feel it actively fighting back. Mm-hmm. But instead of like an, like an intelligent mind, this thing feels blunt, like it's an instrument, as if it's a plowshare something that is just obstinate and resisting you, but has no mind of its own. It is just pure force. And you are able to command it um, to open the door. Yep. All right. So this uh, so first, this lasts for D2 rounds. Why don't you roll real quickly to see how long it lasts? All right. Uh, that is one round. One round, so just enough time for it to open the door. Yep. Okay. Um, either it's the loud sound of of stone grinding as it strains to move this giant slab out of the way. Um, you see that um, kind of like through its eyes that you're almost looking into a vestibule in the space beyond. Next is... I chew on the apple skin. Yeah, I was going to say, are you moving on from peeling to whistling or something? Yeah, I am whistling as I chomp. You know what? Uh, I I chewing and whistling. I don't (laughs) even know. I throw the apple away and I pull out (laughs) a tomato and I denether that motherfucker. So make a presence test. Uh, that'd be an eleven. The tomato is now possessed. No, that would be a nine. Nine. You're not exactly sure because they are more interested in 
uh, these luscious provisions than what's really going around you. But the one thing you've really thought odd is in the jungle, there were tons of creatures and carnivorous plants and other things. And yet, as you stare out of the temple, making sure everything is safe, nothing coming in to attack you, you don't see anything that is coming within the radius of the plaza. It's just like this stove flagstone paved kind of crude plaza and then immediately it's jungle as if nothing wants to encroach upon this space but you can uh watch the the weather and I they're kind that, of like um, a, hmm? uh that's right nothing wants a piece of old fastness they don't <laughs> um i cocky prick <laughs> sorry um yeah, um, I assume that I am doing an amazing job protecting my friends. Uh, that it is the might of Bass, uh, Bassness, not Bassness, Bassness is Bassatan. That is that is keeping everything Bas-a-ton. away, and it is my faith in Bassatan that is empowering that. So I think I think this is going great. God is an awesome crab. <laughs> God is an awesome crab. Hello, it's me, the voice of the Angry Void, here to let you know about a few announcements. Next week, we'll be taking a break from Pirate Board to host a very special episode with guest GM Brian Collin of Vast Grim, who will be running us through his new Morkborg hack, Bolt. Kevin Welch's other show, Flail to the Face, episode 16, drops on Friday. January 26th. Next, John Baldisberger has a new book out called The Unclean Verses, an extreme graphic and erotic take on Dante's Inferno. Madness Hard Press is pleased to announce the founding of a new imprint, Gutter Mystic Books, a place for satire and creative non-fiction. Finally, we are pleased to announce that Magnusar Press will be opening its doors for open submissions as of February 1st, 2024. So if you have a Spider-Punk, Bizarro, Psychedelic, Experimental, or Gonzo Creative Nonfiction book that you're interested in getting published, go to madnessheart.press slash submissions to find out more. Now, back to the carnage. So, Spike, you just felt your armor get dented in and thankfully not bruise you in the slightest, uh, but you were still looking into the eye sockets of this skeleton that is determined to find its way through your armor. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my musket and I'm going to shove it as close to the spine as I can and fire. I like that. So... Roll, and you're going to have a substantial bonus, of course, since you are helping it. Four. Devil's luck. Devil's luck. Well, I mean, you're shoving a well. Uh, so it. Are you wanting to use devil's luck, or are you? Um, What's my bonus? 
I was going to give you a plus four bonus. That is not enough. I just figured you would have gotten it. Oh, I just realized I was rolling the wrong dice. Sorry. Oh, that's a 19. Oh, oh. how convenient. <laughs> I was rolling a D6 because I was doing my... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes, that makes a little bit of difference. get a high roll with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you shove your musket into, or your rifle into its mouth, breaking all of its teeth except for two molars. You get a spare. And you blow out his spine. His head falls off and shatters on the ground. His body stands there for a few minutes, arms still twitching like a smushed bug before it falls over and all the bones break and turn into piles of ash. Does this give any uh, any pause to the other skeletons? Nope. Oh, damn. They're skeletons. They're, they're just... You know, can't intimidate but, but you get first bone instead of first blood nah, you get first bone um, spike drew first ash yeah yeah don't make an <laughs> ash out of yourself <laughs> and speaking of which that brings us to horn swoggle oh goody um i'm gonna rapier the skeleton again Let's see if i Whoa. can do a little better this time come on do 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 uh Strength sucks so much. I think I'm going to have to devil's luck that. What's the bonus I can take instead of a reroll? You can get plus four. That's what I'm going to do. You um, can add or minus. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to add four. And let's see, that's a 13 minus one. It's 13 plus three, basically, since I have a strength of minus with a 16. That was a lot of calculus. Um, before <laughs> you really wasn't. <laughs> Well, before you use your point of devil's luck, the standard attack DR is 12. So did you still want to use your point of devil's luck? Yeah. I wouldn't have made it otherwise, so yeah. Oh, I thought you said you got 16. That's with the four points. So you would have had right, 12. Right, but if you hit 12, you succeed. So you don't need the devil's luck. Unless you, uh, unless you wanted to use it to... Um, uh, deal max right. damage. See my st- uh, no, you're right. I would have hit it. So with a dr12, I, I just barely hit it. I can't believe that's Correct. so low. All right, cool. Never mind. I'm not going to use that then. But you, right. you can use that to, if you wanted to roll max damage, for example. Oh no no no! I'll just take whatever damage I get from my regular old d6. Okay. For the rapier. So. So roll your damage. Let's see how bad I fucked this guy up. Has a four sound. A rapier is hard to attack a skeleton because it's a it's a foil. You are stabbing a small rod into mostly empty space, but you're able to flick your blade in and basically yank outwards. You fish you through, uh, weave your sword between bones and you rip out half of its uh, spine and rib cage, causing the skeleton to collapse. It collapses Hell into yeah. a pile, turning into ash that spills across the floor. Glowbones for second. as hell, yeah. He looks very fondly over that pile of ash, and you can see him lick his lips. Um, <laughs> I learned my lesson uh, a player ago. <laughs> uh, I need to give Glowbones a whack at things. Uh, Glowbones takes 
his machete and swings it at the skeleton in front of him and just barely misses. He scrapes off a bit of the clavicle of one of these skeletons, and it turns into a puff of ash in front of him. And you see he kind of gets a wicked grin as he uh, watches the little motes of ash dust dance in the air. Top of the initiatives, um, the two skeletons that were previously left by June are going to meander over to the nearest people. So uh, Death Turtle, you're going to be getting a, another a skeleton, and so is Glowbones. Fresh mm. skeleton. Fresh skeleton. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and roll me a defense, Death Turtle, as you see this one advancing over with a cutlass. Okay. Uh, that is a 16. So dodge nimbly out of the way. Uh, the other one moves in to attack Glowbones as he is distracted by it looking at the mode of ash. Does someone want to roll for him or do you want me just to roll for Glowbones? I say you keep it up. Yeah, go for it. Okay, well... Uh, Glowbones rolled a 19, so Glowbones moves out of the way. He kind of uh, wobbles back and forth, and you see him trying to sniff that bit of, of uh, ash in the air as he kind of drunkenly moves around. You're not sure how much of it he got. Um, um, Esther, your uh, skeleton is dead in front of you. You look at the pile, and you don't see any more of the skeletons rising up. Uh, Death Turtle, the other skeleton that was uh, uh, attacking originally, uh, moves in for another swipe. Okay. Uh, that's a 12. Uh, so it's 11. 11. So you, um, are, so you tried to move out of the way, and this blade catches you just across the arm. All right. That is three points of damage. Ooh, no bueno. Okay. You can see that as it's cut into your skin, it's left a big line of rust, and you kind of grimace as you look at uh, and hope that that wound is going to close later. I'm going to need a tetanus shot. So... As you are looking into this open doorway, it's almost your initiative uh, burnout. You see that kind of um, that skeleton. He just moved the door and then he jerks a bit and then turns to you. You hear bones grinding as he looks at you and you feel this intense glower from the skeleton you think you hear almost like the equivalent of knuckles cracking as it wraps its hand around the cudgel and faster than you can even imagine it brings it down on your head roll your defense okay so defense is strength no agility that's why well, that was a devil's yeah. bargain to have minus well, two to your agility well that's <laughs> you can't like what if it was strength, though? John, am I doing this right? Nope. Yeah, I give you every chance. All right, so that's a 13 minus 1, so 12. Oh, well, you, uh, you made it. With all that preamble, I thought you were going to 
be made into jelly there. Uh, so you are feeling the, the, the rage inside of you as you're worrying about what's happening to your monkey, and mm-hmm. you barrel roll out of the way as it crunches down on the uh, stone platform that you're standing on. It cracks and sends little bits of flint everywhere. You kind of roll into that uh, space beyond. Uh, Make me an agility check to see if your torch stays lit. Uh, That is a six. They want, I just don't want you to roll four or less, so it stays lit, and you can see the space that you are standing in um, looks to be like a preparation for ritual. There is a space where almost completely rotten away clothing stands in what looks to be almost like a, a stone closet. There is a table where there are various stone daggers and bowls and other things. And to your left, you see a staircase descending downwards, almost like a switchback. And it's top the initiative, so you get to go. Okay, so... I saw the monkey and bird, right? In the cage? You saw just the hints of a cage and the creatures in them, yes. And am I am I closer to that? Do I see that still? So there is that staircase, and you don't see them in this space. So your assumption would be they have gone down that staircase. Okay. I think I cannot run a 10-foot skeleton. I'm going down the stairs. All right, so you're taking the major light source from everyone down with oh, you. Oh, that's right. I do, have the, tor- I do have the torch. I do have the torch. Um, shit. <laughs> I am so torn, guys. Uh, I don't want to split the party. I, don't worry about it. Go I save want- your monkey. We've got glow bones. Okay. Our- All right. BRB, guys. <laughs> Got to go get a monkey. Get that monkey. <laughs> I hope you understand someday yeah. what I have to do. <laughs> One day when we have our own monkeys, yeah. we'll know. When you know the bond between a man and his monkey and mm. his monkey's bird sidekick. Look, we're all praying for Mojo here. Just go save that monkey. Okay. <laughs> Look, I, I lost Harambe. I can't lose Steamboat Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Harambe is within us all. Yeah. <laughs> May his memory always be a blessing. All right. So, yeah, I make a beeline down those stairs to try and find that cage that hopefully still has a living bird and monkey in there. As you're going down these steps, the first thing you notice is that these are actually cut from pure stone. You are descending into a rock face. These steps themselves are cold, clammy, and a bit slimy. And you can see that there is lichen and weird things that almost look like kelp or seedweed uh, plastered to the sides of the wall and on the stairs themselves. In fact, um, go ahead and make me one quick agility check as you are running down these stairs. Nine. Perfectly fine. I was looking for just catastrophic numbers only since you have a torch to help guide your way. You hear the sound of water. You hear the sound of your monkey screeching at the top of his lungs, the birds screaming, and you're beginning to hear the sounds of voices like echoing. 
when you get to the bottom of these stairs, you see that the space opens up and it has a very strange, faintly blue luminous glow that is beginning to get brighter and brighter. You see that you are on a crushed stone beach that faces what looks like a cenote or like a watery cave. And beyond it, there are passageways that lead deeper into the earth, all these water-filled passages. In front of the waterline of this uh, in this of the cenote is an altar, and beyond it right in front of between the altar and where the water of the cenote is there are lots of bone chips and the uh um sand itself is deeply stained you can look above and you see that that must be a, the hole above you this must connect to that altar above you to drop sacrifices and offerings down to this space that head priest is standing in front of this altar flanked by two cultist skeletons on either side. There is a large bell on one side and a gong on the other. The um, One of those cultists on each side is holding a clapper and the other one is holding uh, the cage with the animals. Um, they do not seem to react to your presence as you kind of run into this scene. They begin to move the cages and put them where the stained sand is towards the edge of that cenote. You can see that this glow itself is coming from this very complicated riot of coral that's grown along the side of this chamber in the water, and it's the coral itself giving off this luminescence. Uh, I'll let you get like one other uh, half action as you kind of run down these stairs as a full movement. What would you like to do? Um, well, I don't have any good religious skills to call out to Bassetan for help. Um, it's only a half action, so it's not even a full attack. Um, could I try to intimidate them and to give me back my monkey? If you want to make yourself a presence check to let yourself be known in your murderous intent. That's a nat 20. Ooh. Thank you. Oh, I got this one. So you come bursting out yelling, Osteoporosis! <laughs> <laughs> so you cause one of them to drop the cage with violent K in it, and violent K flaps off, um, goes up the hole trying to get away. The uh, other one, the cage holding Willy is a little bit sturdier since it's meant to contain a mammal, and it is dropped on the ground and it does not free him. Uh, all right, next in initiative, Death Turtle. So you have just kind of gotten these two attacks from these skeletons. What is your reaction? And you also know that you have lost control of the giant skeleton at the far end of the room. Now that the torch is gone, all you have is Glowbone's light that helps you to see all the way this immediately around you, but you can no longer see what the large skeleton is doing since that far side of the chamber is now darkened. 
Well, uh, he's actually dead to me now. I I don't care. He's you know, out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. Um, I'm going to actually... To he's a skeleton. <laughs> Good point. Um, so what I'm going to do is the, the skeleton that has the arm for a leg, I would like to use a spiritual possession on him to attack the other one. The being or being as there's two there, whichever one I could possess to attack the other one. Keep in mind, you're in close quarter, so that could also affect Spike. It could also affect Hornswoggle or the other skeletons that are there. That That's how we've been using the spell is whatever's in the nope, radius. That's, no, that's perfectly fine. But my focus is on these two skeletons getting the fuck away from me. <laughs> All right. So we'll say, um, well, it's the, well, the only one skeleton has or two skeletons have been killed, so that's four that's left, and you have uh, two other party members nearby. So I'd say one through four is a skeleton, and two and five and six. Um, I guess five is going to be Spike, and six is going to be um, Hornswoggle. So, um, Hornswoggle, um, <laughs> you feel this weird, um, just this weird, uh, just aura just take over your body. But being as it's an ally, uh, it does say that it's a minus two DR to attacks and defense. So when he attacks and or defends for E2 rounds, one round this next round uh all of this stuff is uh reduced but regardless it is incredibly gay <laughs> i fully imagined it was a full uh, tournament I'm, just yeah i'm okay with that yeah 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 I'm not mad at it. even if it You're wasn't going puppet. to be they're going to make it that way yeah, yeah exactly exactly 100 yeah for uh, so, audio listeners can you give us your sound bite as you the spirit enters your body <laughs> so, so as i'm looking at the skeleton fully possessing or fully intending to possess this one it, i i feel that Hornswoggle is getting all of this action. I'm like, and so I get, weird, I give him a shoulder. The weird thing is when you kind of slip your energies into Hornswoggle, he does not feel exactly like a living creature. He's not exactly dead, but nor is he alive. It's weird. It's just if, if you've entered into a glove, like he himself is a vessel and you feel yeah. nothing but hatred and rage as you slip inside. It burns the tips of your fingers. Also, no heartbeat. So would that make him a creature? No, I'm I'm like I'm not really dead. I'm I'm sort of in this cursed I'm, I'm like a cursed creature basically okay so not undead no it's just uh, my heart is missing from a mortal wound but the power of basatan keeps me alive to wreak his vengeance on all and any perfect also my favorite screamo song <laughs> I, I thought that, that, that uh, we ride at the dying of light we set sail at the dying of light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you don't possess the skeleton that you want, but you possess something far worse. As you are staring out at the vista 
fast in us. Um, that kind of feeling of the jungle watching you but not exposing itself just kind of looms more. You can see on the far distance of the horizon there is a storm that is brewing, and you can tell it's not going to hit the island, but it's definitely going to ruin someone's day on an island nearby. What are you doing? You haven't seen your compatriots in a while, and you haven't seen anything outside. You kind of have this feeling that you're kind of in a weird bubble, and it's a little bit disquieting. I feel uh, the the homoerotic joining of uh, Hornswoggle and Dead Turtle. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened, right? But uh, on a spiritual level, I feel what happened. I go, ah. Basaton be praised. Don't know what for, <laughs> but Basaton be praised. <clears throat> I, um... <laughs> I'm not trying to be an asshole, but yeah, I'm no, no, not going to leave my post. <laughs> now, what I imagine will happen at some point is your parrot's going to come flying out hell-bent for leather, and that's probably mm -hmm. when we're going to get a response out of Fastimus, when he's like, wait yeah. a minute. Here's Violent K, but where the fuck it? Because remember, Violent yeah. K is on the loose now. I feel like he should be doing, you know, one point of damage to everyone he encounters just on account of being a Juggalo parrot. But that's not doesn't have to be canon. The psychic damage, is yeah. Yeah, psychic damage. Psychic damage. Nope, that's canon. Ian, write it down. I don't know. Uh, Charles's uh, soundbite is a lot better than mine. A little bit of a great Malenko. So you have one round before Violent K is going to rouse you from your contemplation of the mysteries of Bassaton and all of his clacky glory. Uh, it's torpor. Me. Rouse him from his torpor. Let's just be torpor. honest. Torpor. T-O-R-P-O-R. Yeah. Love, love that word. Spike... So you're kind of taking in this, you kind of get that weird, the air charges around you as uh, spectral possession happens uh, a couple of feet away, and you know that, boy, that could have been you uh, being worn by Death Turtle. Uh, what is your action to, the A, the dying of the light in the space, only being illumined by glow bones, still a lot of fighting, you don't know what's happened to uh, at least two of your party members, and um, well, what's your action? I think I should fire wildly into the dark. <laughs> now, do you have an ability um, to let you reload quickly, or do you need to spend a round I got, reloading? I got the last round off. So that was because my skeleton was dead. Oh, you're right. Oh, wait. Uh, well, that skeleton is it's a turn, so this is your turn. Okay. So this would be where you're doing your action. So you yeah, could reload load. and move, mm -hmm. or you could drop your rifle. You could use it as a club. What would you like? I I'm going to reload my gun and back up until I feel wall. <laughs> <laughs> So you can back up into the passageway that you came from as kind of like a tactical retreat. That would be the nearest wall to you. Otherwise, okay. you could be a, by a, the, a back rear wall by a pile of skeletons, although you just don't know what's yeah. going to happen with that. Let's, let's get back in that. If, if I can navigate to that passageway, I know there's no light. So 
with your class, I can think that you could easily still reload your rifle even in darkness since it's something that you're well trained to do. So I'll let you spend that round retreating um, in the dark of that passageway, um, kind of back towards the direction of fast. Okay. And Hornswoggle is being possessed by Death Turtle. And I have a question about that. Yes. That? Um, like it's a purely theological question. Uh, so while I'm being possessed um, by Death Turtle, where does my soul go? Am I just like kind of asleep, or am I like watching my own body, or I don't know? Am I having an out of body experience and just zipping around? You know. What feels like, more natural for? I think me are you into around it? invisibly and going, ooh, but nobody can see or hear me sounds like the most fun. So that's what I'm doing. Nobody knows I'm doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. So are you going to be telling and commanding Hornswoggle's body, or are you letting Hornswoggle's uh, have? choice i'm i'm gonna let hornswoggle have uh choice oh control over my own body for a second control cool. over your own body but i also uh think we should get uh calamari after all this is said and done oh you'll be my kaiju yes <laughs> all right so um i let's see we're still in the glow bones perimeter right and there's nothing that i can rape here at this distance correct or am I still in combat with that skeleton that was... No, you, you nailed no, it. No, you destroyed that one. So you can either take yeah. off one of the two that is attacking Death Turtle or the other yeah. one that is engaging Glowbones. Uh, I'll take one of the two that's engaging Death Turtle. Um, and I'll just take a whack at one of them with my rapier. That is a miss. That's... Uh... Let's see, six uh, and strength is for attack, right? So that's minus one. That's a five. Yeah, I yeah, even with your plus two bonus, that is yeah, not yeah. Uh, sufficient. Um, but you throw yourself at the skeleton and you at least get its attention. It turns and focuses on you. And um, just as a note, Death Turtle, if you really read the, the, the fine print on spiritual possession, it's basically Bane slash Bless, not really puppeting. I like how we're using it, though, even though it's probably a little stronger than the spells intended, but actually like staring at the, the stat block. We're probably uh, yeah. abusing it. Oh, yeah. It's really I'm sure plus we are, two, but... minus two. So we can but always... Ian, uh, but... we're, not, we're not abusing it. We're homebrewing it. <laughs> hey, I just know that someone listening to the podcast would be like, well, that's not, and that's not <laughs> rules is written. And I'm like, well, you're right. Normally, it would be rules are written, but I uh, apparently misread it the first time. It was going off, but... I, I, it's more fun. This is a much yeah. more fun use Look, of that spell. It's rules is written for the module that we're playing. So it's in the module's that. rules, there that's we go. how it's written. I like that. We'll, we'll have it be canon for this adventure. And to, to listener out there, whoever you may be, you're not my fucking mother. <laughs> you find later on your house. You are, in which case, thanks for listening. Wow. You actually pay attention to me the first time in four years. Ooh. <laughs> 
Anyways. I wanted to say something like pithy or witty, but I think that we'll just let that speak justice unto itself. <laughs> uh, top of the skeletons initiatives, you um, hear the thump and clunk of that large skeleton. You're assuming it's coming in your direction, but again, the, the light is very faint in this space. You can just barely make out its feet on the edge of Globone's light, and you hear the sound of what almost sounds like a, like a torpedo, or that high-pitched keening whistling sound as something flies hurtily uh, <laughs> towards the party of you. Actually, let's see who gets it. And it's going to be Globones, because he is the most brightly lit thing. Makes sense. Uh, so that giant cudgel that the skeleton was holding, he is swirl. He is uh, thrown it as hard as he can as a projectile towards poor Globones. And you want me to roll for him? And he rolls a twelve. That is um, not dramatic. I wanted you to have the extinguishing, the dying <laughs> of the light, and Globones um, sees the ash on the floor and decides to try to get some off of the floor and. Comically, almost that giant cudgel flies over him and it clacks at, along the um, corridor's wall, just barely uh, hitting uh, Spike, just barely misses by just a, a, like a, a foot. And now he's unarmed, uh, that dumb fuck. Well, let's just see what happens to Globones by doing some ash. Ooh. Good point. Globones. You know, I also thought that Glo Globones is actually on a roll. Globones has rolled well for everything. And at the beginning of the campaign, Burnout, I rolled at 19. Um, that is exactly what he just rolled. So, oh, sorry, he didn't get 19. Um, no, sorry. Uh, Burnout had rolled out something different. He rolled, you are one with the universe. The permanent plus one to spirit. NPCs Ooh. don't have stats, but apparently Glowbones is going to have plus one to spirit, and you see that his bones are glowing brighter than before. Ooh. Except for that nasty wound in his shoulder, he is uh, twice as bright now. Oh. Every time he blinks, it's like a, like a flicking of a light switch as well. It's very weird. <laughs> All right, the two skeletons that are by you, Death Turtle, one is now going towards Hornswoggle. The other one is going to be slashing out at you. Roll your defense. No, thank you, skeleton. Uh-oh. I'm going to use a devil's luck because I rolled a one. Ooh. Uh, yeah, As so you I'm begin to tap the devil's luck, the bright glow of Globones kind of flickers a bit as if uh, you are toggling with the power in this place by drawing on Devil's Luck. All right. Uh, and then my... Uh, so that roll is... That's a five. So minus one, that's a four. You, no. said, it was, you said it was like uh, you're toggling the power of the place with the Devil's Luck. Horn Swoggle don't want his bones toggled. <laughs> That's not what I heard. <laughs> Fair. So the skeleton slashes out with its rusty blade once again, and it 
cuts you across the gut for another three points of damage. Well, with that, Death Turtle falls to the ground. Bummer. Lifeless. You are below zero, then? I am below zero. I am at minus A moment one. of silence for Death Turtle. R.I.P. to a real one. He died as he lived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so you uh, are, are trying to you hold on devil's luck. You're trying to uh, hold on to every advantage. You have this vision of the sea and yourself falling in it, like submerging and falling deeper and deeper into the abyss. And you see the thirsting claws of Bossaton come clacking at you and then nothingness. That's what happened to my soul, too. <laughs> Take me home, Bossaton. Take me home. Yep. Country Wow. Hey, I'm doing I'm doing uh doing doing, doing my job. job. Yeah. Uh, so know, horns Hornswoggle skeleton is advancing towards you. It is pulled out a dagger and it is tossing it from hand to hand and it reaches out to shank you. Okay, Roll your let's, defense. Let, let's see if it actually connects. I'll tell you one thing, tossing it from hand to hand is a that's not good knife fighting. Um well, this is probably and, why I died. Yeah, and this this shows it. Um, nat twenty. Okay, so, so when you do that, you get a free counterattack. Is... Oh, cool! And I my agility is plus one, so that's actually a twenty-one free counterattack. Let, let me rapier this guy real quick. And oh, do I? I don't. That's not an automatic hit, right? It's dr twelve. It's dr twelve. Yeah. Okay. So that's a fourteen modified. So you I definitely hit him. Definitely hit this. Definitely. Now let me roll damage. One point of damage. A mighty one point. Well. Uh, so you flick out a couple of its ribs, and uh, it keeps juggling the knife. And looks down and sees uh, Death Turtle. What weapon did you wield in on, on life? I had a belaying pin. All right, he drops <laughs> the dagger and pulls out, uh, takes the belaying pin from your cooling hands. Uh, all right, so burnout. You have rattled this kind of congregation. Head priest has does seemed unfazed by your um, uh, your intrusion, and you hear him muttering to a large, like black sphere that is set on top of the altar. He turns and he barks something to a cultist on the left and a cultist on the right. Uh, one strikes a gong and the other one strikes a bell. Everyone above can hear this as this a very deep resonous sound that gets louder as it funnels out of that hole uh, in that uh, altar and it reverberates in this space. It is almost the sound of like funeral chimes and like a tolling sound. And as it comes out of that sacrificial altar, it almost has the sound of a whale or of, of like a 
a wailing, but I guess a wail works as well. You are you can see movement in the water beyond. The cenote, like the shaft of a cenote, begins to grow dark, and you see something beginning to uh, filter up and out of it, advancing towards the shoreline, towards where you have Steamboat Willie in a cage. All right. I, 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 I realized I didn't give him uh, their turn this round. Uh, you don't so, have to. It's fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> let, let me just wrap that up. Uh, the priest turns and he looks at you and he has his staff. Uh, he uh, speaks another line of strange words and when you hear them again it's that sound of murder and butchery given the given language and it makes your ears feel like it's bleeding in fact you'd see more energy kind of rolling out of his mouth except this time it's almost green and vaporous i need you to roll me a toughness check. Okay. Okay, that's a fifteen plus one, so sixteen. Hey. All right. You are so resolute in your righteous anger that these words do not penetrate into your skull. You rebuff them with your hatred of him and how much you desire to grab your monkey back. Uh, and you resist whatever this terrible spell is that this priest is weaving. The um, As you are watching the scene unfold, you see that blackness coming out of that cenote is spiny-like and moving. And they are starting to spill out towards uh, where Steamboat Willie is. And you know, with the next round, it will swarm him. All right. All right. Now, now you can take your turn. I would like to beeline Steamboat Willie, grab him by the cage because I assume it's not easy to open and make my way back up towards the stairs. If you are doing that, you are going to be running past two cultists um, that may impede you a bit. Are you willing to take that risk? Yeah, I am. I am willing to take that risk. All right. Uh, so one of them... So actually, technically, only one of them should be able to take an action against you because one was ringing the uh, gong. Uh, so the cultist skeleton reaches out at you, and you don't know how a skeleton can convey worry or fear on a muscleless, fleshless face, but it does. Like it's trying to hold you back, as if like you shouldn't be interrupting what is about to unfold. Uh, so. You can, in this instance, instead of a, an agility, you can roll me a strength because it is trying to restrain you. All right, that is a dirty 19. Okay. 
Uh, so you break free from its grab and you rush up and you pick up the uh, this small cage that uh, Steamboat Willie is in. From this view, as you look into the waters, you see the things that are rushing up are black coral crabs. There are these terribly spiky crustaceans as if, imagine a sea urchin had a little clickety clackities out in front of it and were very angry and voracious. Um, oh, shit. Are these guys Bossaton poultice? Can I yell praise Bossaton? Yeah. These are not um, crabs as you would know them, but they are harbingers for something much worse, much ah, okay. worse deep lower in the cenote. Of the you natural can... crab crabliness that is good unto Bossaton. I just had an opportunity to really study the back mural above the altar to really see what these things are worshiping uh, since you've had interchanges of the lights and other things. But I'm sure that if you stay down here long enough, Burnett, you'll find out exactly what these people have been worshiping. Um, right. No, I don't want to. I want to grab my monkey, but, yell praise Bossaton, and make my way out. Was Did you right. say there was an orb? There's an orb. I like to destroy orbs, as we know. Ponder that orb for yeah, a Yeah, ponder it first. So you grab your monkey and you can make your way halfway up um, like that beach towards the stairs because that's a lot of actions kind of happening there at okay. once. But sure, uh, sure. Steamboat Willie is still shrieking his head off and just staring out the creeping black tide of doom. Death Turtle, uh, you are feeling your soul being kind of snipped and ripped into various parts as you are kind of contemplating your fleeting mortality and existence. Uh, what are your final thoughts? Do you think of loved ones, of revenge, of the spirits? I wish I would have got to know Hornswog a little better. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, uh, you know, yeah, it was nice while it lasted. It was, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was nice. I mean, we had some tender moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I still eat that calamari dinner, but okay. And bye. <laughs> Off he goes. A great epithet for a great turtle. So. You, um, as you are, are you know, feeding mortal coil, you, um, violent K comes screeching like a parrot out of hell through the large chamber and right back to where you are deep in a reverie, a torpor, if you will, fastness. And you have never heard such pained and agonized squawks and yelps from your parrot companion than ever before. Calm down, calm down. What, uh, what's all this then? Why are you so freaked out? Do you, no. Are you able to communicate with your parents? It, it, knows, it has a basic vocabulary. I don't know how well it can communicate what it saw, but... All right, yeah. I mean, it's like an African gray parrot, and absolutely, like, those things are, are quite yeah. smart. Super, um, super smart birds. <laughs> uh, squawks, because I'm thinking about what words your parrot might know. Uh, danger. Sea. Monster. And knowing you, fuck. And it just screams <laughs> fuck. Oh, hold on. Um, it's birds saying shit, and then this goes immediately to fuck, fuck, fuck. Hi. Army friends in danger. 
catch it. Should we go and help them? <laughs> they go. I'm so huge to fuck at me again. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I don't know that fast would go down there. Fuck. <laughs> that's right. That's right, my friend. I Fucking agree. Need. The, parrot, the parrot turns and it kind of does that little like glare stare thing. And all it says is, bitch. <laughs> oh. I, I, I reach over and scratch, you know, between the feathers yes. of the head. Uh, yeah, and like then offer, it, uh, offered a piece of the uh, the the just d- disgustingly destroyed tomato I've been eating. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Think, I'm sorry, guys. I just don't think fast would go down there. <laughs> Consider fast has no weapon and no light source. I mean, that, that's valid. I, it's I'm better for me if he gets out of the passage entirely because I'm coming down that thing and if I can't get past him, <laughs> oh, have a problem. If I see you coming, it's... I'll step aside. Okay, okay. So Spike, there's that giant uh, cudgel that just missed you uh, by a little bit. You know that, boy, if you were just a, a foot down the whole corridor, it would have conked you a good one. Uh, so you see Violet K fly above you and you're kind of catching some fucks and uh, yeah. is that a bitch you hear as well? Yeah, yeah I think I, I, I'm i going to run for it. Okay, so are you running back out in, like into the plaza or are you hanging out inside with Bostonus? Oh, no, I'm running back out into the plaza. When you do that, you kind of hear that weird air pressure sound again and you're back into like that full throttle of that weird silence and it was just like you've walked into white noise and you could just that kind of juxtaposition of the weird cacophony of battle and the now being in weird silence you've kind of get the feeling of that this place is a terrible curse and a blight on this island you don't know what exactly happened um but you can see that the faint glimmering light is of a far distant sunrise is beginning to uh, tease the horizon just a bit. Any other actions you're wanting to do now that you are safely outside the temple? Khan's rosy fingers are just tickled in that shoreline. <laughs> yeah, now I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm going to echo the parrot's fuck and run for it. Uh, your your fucks go into the void. You're, you know, a snowflake of fuck in a snowstorm. It is not heard <laughs> by anything. It is a poof and nothing more. Next is you, Hornswoggle. You feel that spiritual possession leave you as Death Turtle is cut into ribbons. Oh, tragic. Um, it's it's a bummer. Uh, but I'm more focused on eliminating the threat at hand. So you do feel I, like this. I wish I got to know you better yeah, as you kind yeah, of come yeah, back yeah. to your senses. <laughs> I'll, see my body. Uh, I'll see you soon, probably. Um, <laughs> please grab the med kit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I hate to keep doing the same thing over and over, but rapier. Um, Let's see what we can do with that. And the answer is a nat one, so not much. Oh, 
I think that's uh, the first net one that we've had in combat yet so far. Yep. So as you are, um, roll me odds or evens. Okay, Which I'm one are you calling? Roll, uh, D6, and I'm going to call evens. Come on. Oh, and it is my day because it's a two. Okay. So a, as you swipe out at the skeleton, he parries with his dagger and he knocks it free from your hand, but it does not break. Okay. Uh, so it scatters to the ground and um, you're not sure exactly what's happened to Burnout. It's been a while since you've seen him, but you saw Violent K. Um, are you wanting to do any other actions or movement in this moment? Um, retreat, like, is retrieving my sword something I can do? Um, it, it is what, what, further into the chamber. If you were to back out, then you would be leaving your rapier behind. Yeah, I'm going to back out, leaving the rapier. Yes. So you tactfully can re start to be a retreat away from the skeleton. It yeah, fighting you. tactical withdrawal. Uh, <laughs> much much like the the Acadians, um, you know, Hornswoggle does not retreat. He does a tactical fighting withdrawal. Uh, this skeleton looks at the belaying pin he just picked up and looked at the fancy rapier he just uh, tossed. And uh, you see him drop the belaying pin and uh, move over towards the rapier. Honestly, I think that's a bad choice. I think he's trading down. <laughs> <laughs> If he was really smart, he would still be alive. Um, uh, so we, uh, as you are, and we can um, kind of do this as an action montage. So the as you're tactfully retreating, Glowbones retreats with you, so that way he isn't left in a lurch, and all of you start to slink back. So that leaves uh, three skeletons up and in the chamber along with the giant one that is beginning to pursue you out of this place burnout um is still downstairs so oh, fuck. we are okay mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, i mean everyone was talking about retreating uh burnout yeah yeah you have steamboat <laughs> willie in your hands you have four cultists and a high priest down there with you, a creeping tide of scary, not Bassaton, <laughs> sea urchin crab monstrosities with something else worse lurking below it, summoned by the bell and the gong. And you're also fascinated by that orb. What are your actions? We'll put a little spotlight on and to see how you this end of this uh, story is going to play out. Well, see... I feel like destroying the orb's a good idea, but I also feel like staying here is a horrible idea. <laughs> and well, risk reward. I think you should destroy the orb. Uh, I, I okay. Here's my logic: if I destroy the orb, if I can destroy the orb, problem there. If um, it might or might not do anything, I could destroy the orb, and then like whatever's coming out might just go away. Or it might just be like, well, you destroyed our orb, but the thing's still going to kill you. Uh, counterpoint, the cultist was afraid you were going to interfere with the orb in some way and try to stop you. Second point, Bastaton sent us here probably to put an end to this uh, abomination. You destroyed the orb, you're doing Bastaton's will, baby. 
I'm going to just put a point of clarity in because it helps you to make your decision. He was more worried, seemed more worried about you interfering with taking the monkey from the tide of crab things. Okay, so if I stay to destroy the orb, that helps them. Don't like that. I still have my pocket ash from two episodes ago, right? Yeah. Okay. I pull... Do I do the ash in a last ditch ditch attempt to like give myself the extra speed and motivation to get out of there, or do I just take it and go into the cultists' area, making them have to deal with the ash? The skeletons. They're skeletons. They don't breathe. For some reason, yeah, that's true. That that's true. I was for some reason thinking that cultists down there were still human. No, no, it's all skeletons. Okay, so. You should you should rail some definitely yeah. and uh, yeah and see you know what have you got to lose? <laughs> well, I put you, that on the first episode. Are you are you double barrel action? I mean, oh. I <laughs> I am two nostrils. I, I I I take my monkey out of the cage, put him on my shoulder, and then I you I do have a monkey on smash it for him now. to do yeah. a bump too. Yeah. All right, because you said you had two units. Are you taking both of them, or are you giving I one to you and one. Willie? I'm taking the giving the one to Willie. Willie gets okay. up too. If we're gonna die, so we're gonna to... go out like like ash addicted pirates, like we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. As, as All right. Then roll for do the first d twenty for you, and then do the second one for Steamboat. All right. Two d twenties. Okay. So I have. A twelve and Steamboat has a nine. Um interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm really liking how this is going to play out, and this is a great way for us to do a couple of scenes and uh draw this uh, event to the for its close. So for you, as you are uh, doing your bump, time slows down. You can take two actions or attacks each round. Okay. I will let you do your actions first before we find out what happens to Steamboat Willie. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> take um... your two actions, then the monkey can go, and then cultists and skeletons will go, and uh, we'll see. Just, just run like if- hell, man. Yeah, exactly. This is this is Quicksilver in one of those X Men movies that had him, where I'm just like, and then I just go hyperspeed. Nice. I, I enjoyed speed. those sequences. Yeah. Okay, so you aren't yeah. doing anything else. You're leaving the orb. Be you're just running. Yeah, because because okay. your extra information about they were more concerned about the monkey. I can't let them have the monkey. And I can't math that well, but between the cove and the um, upstairs, I think there's like seven skeletons total. There's going to be, uh, so upstairs there's three that are basically stone functioning form, plus the giant hulking one. Downstairs you have five, so it's not uh, not great in your favor. Mm -hmm. Nine skeletons. All right. But better than crabs? No, no, I, my, I, my point is running is like, yeah, what you should focus on. So okay, you're going to use your two actions to basically get almost to the front of the temple. 
I will need you to roll me two defense attacks. One's going to be for the mob skeletons that are normal, and then one's going to be for the brute skeleton. And that's going to figure out if you make it out or not. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so normal <laughs> skeletons. Uh, normal skeletons are three. Okay. And how about for the big one? Uh, what's the modifier? Is it agility or strength? Agility is defense. R okay. So that would be a, a zero. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> then the normal skeletons. They tenderize uh, you. Three points of damage, which you may or may not soak because you're wearing your conquistador armor. How much damage? Uh, go ahead and roll that. Is, uh, your conquistador is, what's that? D6. How I didn't hear what you said about the damage amount. It was uh, three, three points. points. I rolled a six and a D6. So Holy shit. You might, you might just fucking pull out of this. Okay. So you don't take any damage from the plinks and stabs of the regular skeleton, but that huge brute is going to bring both his fists down. And uh, his damage is. Let me look at him up. Stand by. Tickle damage. It, it's, he just blows me Tickle a kiss damage. and it crits, and I'm forever in love with him. And I just have to go on longing for that giant of a tall skeleton the rest of my life. That's that's it, right? Oh, that's, shit. That, that's the way it you is. Uh, inflicts five points of bludgeoning damage upon you. Roll your soak. I am. So that uh, was a one. So that means four. So I'm still at five hit points because I have. Holy oh, shit! Then you did scrape out of there. Um, then as the final kind of montage, you get out of the temple. Uh huh. Steamboat Willie. Oh, does he go flying out head over heels <laughs> since he got hit by the big skeleton? Yeah, it's got the, the goofy. <laughs> wow, that was practiced. Uh, so Steamboat Willie, um, in the thralls of ash. Is a little bit foaming at the mouth, looks at the far distant uh, light crescenting over the horizon, hisses at it, and then continues to turn and start chewing at your skull. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it at all. He's fine. He He's a good boy. To get inside of your skull. Mm. And Ash lasts for 2d6 rounds. So for six rounds, Steamboat Willie is trying to do nothing but eat your brains. Okay, <laughs> I am holding him like this and running to the boat. That is where we're going to draw for this, this <laughs> evening, is you spent all this time trying to rescue Steamboat Willie. But if you were to be taken down by that skeleton, he would have just done nothing but just eat your brains. Because when you roll a nine for the ash table, you fear the sun and thirst for blood, brains, or both. Okay. <laughs> only, well, only for D6. Like, only for Man, ash is a hell of a drug. Because, yeah. It's, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's 2D6 <laughs> yeah. minutes. At so least it wears off. Minutes. Yeah. 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 
at least at least that wears off. I mean, mine was permanent brain damage when I got that result. It was yeah. minus one point to all your stats forever. Yep. And Globons just found a more spiritual awareness. Mm. All right, then. In that case, you have survived going inside the temple. You're not sure exactly what the cult was doing, what was happening, but you have escaped with all of your hides intact, with, except um, you have left uh, a Death Turtle and his remains inside the temple, and you're not sure what is going to be happening to his remains. 